Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 140. Very much high highs and low lows this week as our dismal league form continued with bed sheets and spray paint making its way out into the concourse. But then, additionally, we're heading to Hamden for another semi-final. So, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. I, as ever, am Daniel McIver and I'm joined by the man whose bed sheets were used, Adam Kennedy. Adam, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, perfectly put that intro. We are yeah. an absolute soap opera of a football club, so you you never know what's around the corner. Um, but yeah, like you say, devastating lows, but some good highs along the ride. So yeah, all in all, somewhat pleased and equally frustrated. Is that is that a fair comment? Absolutely, because I'd say I'm in very much the same boat as you. Because it like. As much as we were absolute dog in Paisley, and we'll come on to that, I guess Killy, it was it was good. It was much better. It, it just like it, it goes without saying, but if they could play like that every week, <laughs> life would be great. What a difference three days makes, eh? Three days, a couple of training sessions, and an astral turf as opposed to grass. What a time yep. to be alive! See, that's it. That's what we need. We need to get astral. <laughs> Fuck the grass off. We'll get that. It's fine. Oh, we would be absolutely slated. I mean, we are the club that's probably slated from pillar to post most anyway. Could you imagine if we were like one of those sort of perceived bigger clubs in the country to then install an Astro? Oh, we'd get... Yeah, that'd be... Yeah. And saying that, more reasons for us to be hated. It can't can't be a bad thing. So, yeah, why not bring it on? Exactly. Well, we clearly wanted some Astro turf at the weekend because Hearts... Travelled to Paisley amongst a league campaign that has not really got going yet against Stephen Robinson's high-flying St Mirren against all the odds. And I think a lot of people were going more with hope than actually thinking we were going to get anything. But, obviously, before we get into that, we will get into Around the Grounds because it was a very interesting weekend of league football. Uh, And kind of every single result went against us. Just, just one of those weekends, oh, yes, really. Shock. Yeah, exactly. So on the Saturday, we had our game, obviously. Hibs. Standard. Uh, up against St. Jobby, now. even Hibs can beat them. Yeah, Nick Montgomery's Easter Road debut got off to a 2-0 victory. Steve McLean, I don't know what he's... I don't know how much longer he'll be in the job because I don't really know what else they're going to do, to I, be I, honest. I, I, I cannot recall seeing a side that just looks so down so early on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like they, yeah, our, like, sorry, they could get cut adrift at the bottom very easily. I now, think they, I think with, they will. What with Aberdeen, it looks like they're beginning to motor. So yeah, it could yeah. be interesting. Definitely, Killy played to a high octane two all draw against Dundee. They thought they'd won it with a kind of eighty third minute goal or something like that to go two one ahead, and then ten men Dundee win uh, equalising the ninety third minute. So that was that was some laugh. I see that uh, today Danny Mullins' red card's been thrown out. Josh Mulligan, yes, saw that. Why did I think it was Danny Mullins? Does <laughs> Danny Mullins even play for Dundee anymore? Not anymore, he did. No, he's just a man who I just think of Dundee. That's just who I Dundee think Dundee dog shit strikers that scored against us, yeah. Yes, basically, exactly. Uh, obviously, Celtic won comfortably after Joe Hart super kicked 
somebody in the face and got sent off so that was some laugh as well and there was some people being like well actually I think it should have been a red card for both players because there was some form of it's like shut up a guy got studied in the upper chest like for god's sake Rangers I don't know what Rangers they're about really this season as they laboured to a 1-0 win at home against Motherwell and then as you hinted at Aberdeen found form in the Highlands as they won 4-0 very, very comfortably against Ross County, who I don't know if I expected them to go. I know it was a patodry, but I maybe expected them to get something that might be a tighter game, but it very much ended up just being, is this now the star of Aberdeen pushing forward? What did you make of the other results? Uh, if we go chronologically, I mean, I didn't expect Celtic to win as comfortably at Livingston. That, mm-hmm. They've proved a, a tough nut to crack. But it speaks volumes about Celtic now that they've scored more goals with 10 men against Livy than they did with, with all 11 on the park. Hilarious that James Forrest makes his first start in what feels like forever and it lasts all of half an hour as he's then yeah. dragged off for Scott Um But that was... I mean, Celtic win. Another news, water's wet. Um, in terms of the other Saturday games, obviously us... Expected to get beat, but we'll we'll go on to that because it was even worse than even I thought. Yeah, uh, not in terms of scoreline, but in terms of actual performance. No. Um, try to think. Kelly Dundee fancied a draw, couldn't call a winner there. Wouldn't have been surprised had either won it really. Um, I do think that Josh Mulligan is hard done by with that red card. I'll be honest. I, I could see why they why they did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of like, what was the other Saturday game? Hibs, yeah, expected. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Sundays. I did think the Rangers would sneak past Motherwell, but I fancied mm-hmm. Motherwell to score. They just. I've been speaking to a couple of Motherwell fans recently. There's there's one in my class, Ewan, great guy. And he's been sort of saying that Motherwell just. If they had a striker, they'd be even, yeah. even higher up there. It seems like they could, they'd just get the ball into great areas. But just can't take their take their chances, finish their dinner. So, a lot of Motherwell fans feeling aggrieved that they didn't pick up something at Ibrox, which is mental to say, considering their league record against Rangers. Uh, and you you touched on it. Ross County do have a decent record up at Petodre. Yeah, I think I think it was something like three years they hadn't been beat near enough at Petodre, which is just insane. Um, but that's obviously come to come to an end. Aberdeen are such a weird football club. Like I watched them in Frankfurt, thinking to myself, "How in God's name was that the team that I saw at the weekend?" Like it was genuine. It was like like there was clones. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, now I, I, I did fancy County to get something. I thought that'd be a draw. Just when you've yeah. had that ultimate high and been so close to beating a side that was in the Champions League last year that won the Europa the season before last to then play with all due respect Ross County at home on the Sunday I mean I, I wouldn't have been arsed as a fan nipping along to that so I can't imagine how the players would have felt um, so that that was the only real surprise I think for me was Aberdeen blitzing blitzing Ross County and, and sadly now looking as though they're going to gonna kick on You any major shocks for you no? Not, not really. As I say, I was kind of thinking that I could, I could have easily seen Aberdeen winning, but it was more just like, oh, I think it'll be a tight game. Like, it's not going to be too easy for them. And then within an hour, they were four goals up, and it was kind of just like, all right, okay. Because their only other domestic win was Sterling in the League Cup. 
Yeah. Which is mental, considering Crazy. we're, what, six league games in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he had to get a result, but it's obviously now in such a comprehensive fashion. The, the sort of positive that we take from this is it keeps Barry Robson in the job that little bit longer. Very true. So we, we'll, we'll go we there. Take I, that. I, I think there's a lot of Hearts fans, probably us two included, that aren't aren't really convinced, so... If it keeps them in the job, then then so be it. Absolutely, take that. Well, as mentioned, we travelled to Paisley to try and get a result. And the team that Stephen Naismith named was this. It was a slight tweak in style and tactics as, obviously, Xander Clark retained his place in goals. It was a back four of Kingsley, Rolls, Kent and Atkinson. Then a three of Benny Beningamy coming in from the start, which was very surprising. Callum Neuenhoff coming in for a start, and Cami Devlin. And then the remaining three was Liam Boyce, Kenny Vargas, and Lawrence Shankland. Now, first of all, what did you make when you saw the team, and in particular, Benny Beningamy starting? I, I, I love that man, but there was a part of me that thought, please do not be another Rosenborg. If, if he's yeah. fully fit, then he, then he plays. But the concern was chucking him in right from the start I would have thought that a half hour cameo mm-hmm. perhaps even in this game might have done him or I don't know just just try and ease him in yeah that's fair to, to chuck him in from the start given what he's been through recently was brave bold but it seemed like a decision that, that paid dividends in the end um, my concern was an attack really because that front three of Boyce Shankland and Vargas not a great deal of width, bar really Vargas. Uh, Liam Boyce drifts in centrally, so it's quite narrow up there. And I think when you've got the three in midfield that we selected, not to suggest that like players get in one another's way, but you know what I mean? It does tend to become mm-hmm. more crowded. At it. And I think we need to sp- like stretch that pitch. It is, like For a small stadium, it is quite a wide park. So yeah. I would have quite liked to have seen some, some width, because um, certainly... When, it, when we're talking about the opening goal, St Mirren exploited us in the wide areas. So, a bit concerned in that respect. But again, like Liam Boyce proved how pivotal he was against Aberdeen. So, you can't really begrudge the management team for giving him a start, Naismith for giving him a start. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I was pleased with the midfield trio because I think Callum Newenhoff, we'll talk about him at Kelly, but. I think now it's beginning to beginning to yeah. click. It's the wheels are in motion, so to speak. Um, he and Devlin are forming a decent wee partnership. Whether Benny can break into that, I'm not. I'm not too sure. But yeah, all in all, not not a bad team. Um, but I was certainly wary of of St. Mirren's threats because they are absolutely flying. Yeah. Well, I'll explain this. So basically, Hearts TV didn't put up any updates or highlights packages at all they just put up the goal and Stephen Naismith's interview after the after the fact so as a result I was doing prep for this and focused on I was like all right okay there's no highlights package that's fine I know what the goal is I then did all my command notes went and sit down then Adam made the point there was sports scene and I just totally forgot that sports scene was even there even though I watched sports scene at the weekend to see us back for some reason. Lucky, I don't know why I did that. Lucky to you that you forget that sports scene exists. My yes, goodness, exactly. What a small program. So basically, the St. Mirren part of this is more just going to be a discussion because I don't have 
notes to go through each moment, but honestly, we didn't really do anything that would suggest moments anyway. And, and do you know what? We've been that down in the dumps with recent results that let's just let's just be as positive as, as we can about yes. you know the, the league cup. So absolutely, uh, that's, that's a very good point. The, the Saint Mirren, like we've crossed that bridge. We'll talk about it, but that's that's secondary, isn't it? So. The main thing that happened was St Mirren scored one of the most infuriating goals you'll see this season. One of the uh, most hearts goals you'll ever see in terms of yeah from a defensive sense because it's yeah. just it's just the same old nonsense time after time and oh it's it's so annoying because it's so preventable. If you've not seen it, you'll be absolutely shocked to hear that Hearts conceded from across as it is played all the way out to the near side camera side. There's some width, but it's not that much that it should be causing us this much issue. And it's an alright ball in, fizzed in from the left-hand side, but it's going into a ruck of bodies that you're like, right, that's fine, Frankie Kent standing there, he'll either put his foot through it, or Xander Clark's there, he'll just literally kneel down and catch it, that's fine. And evidently, both men I just said there thought the other one would do just that, because Kent leaves it for Clark. Clark leaves it for Kent, goes all the way through to an on-Russian Ryan Strain, who always seems to score against us. Particularly Paisley. Yep, and all he has to do... His previous goals have been a lot more impressive than this one, because he literally (laughs) just has to pass it into the back of the net. It's nine minutes in or something, and we're 1-0 down to just abysmal defending. (laughs) Same old, same old. Old yeah. habits, old habits die hard. It's just now Clark apologizes to Kent. So clearly, what happened was is that Kent heard a shout, or uh, to leave it, and they, I don't know what Clark then does. But my argument is, it's Cl- Kent in front of it. Just put your foot through it. I, I'd stolen the words exactly out of my mouth. Like I, I, you're told as as a young defender, like prevent the cross. Just don't yeah. don't take a chance and allow it to to get into that back post area because lo and behold, guess what? There's the right wing back that's come up for an easy tap and like you say, get your foot through it. We'll regroup and take it from there. It's just absolute amateur hour. And if it is a shout from Clark, then fair enough. Like you'd you'd assume that Frankie Kent's taking the feedback on board from the goalkeeper to leave it, but that's a crazy decision. Given again. St Mirren get the very most out of Scott Tanzer and Ryan Strain as you, as the wing backs. They've all he loves a three five two Robinson, or even a three kind of four two yeah. one. He, he loves sort of a big huddy up front and just bomb down the wings and and we'll yeah. see where we get. It's just it's such a shit goal to concede because. I'm with you. Frankie Kent's got got to put his foot through it. By the same stretch, I was talking about how wide the park is. Nathaniel Atkinson's starting position as well. Yeah. I don't get why 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 is it so narrow? Devlin shouldn't have to be the one to come out to Scott Tanzer at left wing back. Surely, surely well, this you go was, wing back to wing or full back to wing back. It this is the other sense. thing that took over Hearts Twitter. And I'll be honest, for the first kind of 15 minutes or so, I thought it was the case as well. I thought Cami Devlin was playing right mid. Or at 
not right mid, but basically the right of the three in behind Shankland. However, as the game progresses, you see, oh no, he's not. Whenever St Mirren have the ball, he's still in the middle, but he's drifting wide. And then there's like amazing Twitter accounts like Irving Analysis and stuff like that showed the map, the gradient map. And first, it was the first time we've ever done it. And I don't know if Naismith was just thinking this will counteract what St Mirren are doing instead of thinking, well, this will benefit us. But we played basically like an asymmetric formation. So on the left-hand side, we had Kingsley, Vargas... And then Neuenhoff kind of drifted out there as well. So we had a massive overload on one side. And then on the other, we had Nathaniel Atkinson up that channel. What that then meant was, is that whenever Tanzer got the ball, Devlin either had to leave his man in the middle and come across, because otherwise Atkinson has no protection, or Atkinson has no protection and just has two people running at him constantly, and there's not much he can do. I thought that decision was so strange, paired with the fact, as you say, how narrow it just felt the whole team was. So weird. So weird. It just... It's annoying because, like, player for player, does St Mirren have a better squad than us? Probably not. But, like, they know exactly what they're doing in terms of they're well-coached, they're well-drilled they've got a system that gets the best out of the playing squad he recruits for exactly what he wants it just it all it all works it do, it does work yeah and the fact that we haven't identified that they get a lot of joy in the flanks it is really annoying and Ryan Strain we need a right back like why have we not tapped up this yeah. guy like I'm sick to death of Hearts players being linked with moves elsewhere like the amount of times that you hear about Rangers should assign Lauren Shankland and all this nonsense why are we not looking elsewhere in the league and thinking we'll take a Ryan Strain or we're both big fans of Jan Danda say if we got a Jan Danda like why do we never look within our own league at players that are performing for other clubs yeah definitely Uh, the only thing I have else to say about the game is that St Mirren had three goals disallowed and I think two of them are very softly disallowed. Especially the f- I don't know, what is the first disallowed goal from the corner given as officially? A, a foul of sorts. I, I, is it a foul? Is that what it's... Well, what I, I, I don't know because the ones that I've seen are the foul on Kent that's soft. It's soft. And right. I don't think is much of a foul. And Alex Greaves offside. Which is offside. Which is just offside, but yeah. that was we were fortunate, very fortunate, yeah, definitely. So that's what I mean. I think some people who maybe didn't see the game will go, "All right, okay, listen, it's a bad result. We didn't win, but it's one 0 We went to a place yeah. that they're doing well, but it's like no, it should. Like if we're being honest, we try not to be biased on this. It should have been three 0 Like it could have very both those goals should have stood. Yeah, 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 definitely. So before we get to the next game we should probably speak about the circumstances at the club just now because I was saying actually you're going to go there and not just put this to the back burner and book the buses to Hamden and just forget (laughs) it's fine I'm all just meant I have one question basically and I want to see if you agree I was actually saying last night in the first half before we scored that I can't remember the fan base so clearly united at that point Basically, in between losing to St Mirren and the game kicking off last night as we record this, I can't remember the last time 
the fan base has been so united in a decision, it seems at least, obviously we're just going off social media, which isn't the whole fan base, it's not. I know some people like to think that if social media is united in it, then that <laughs> means the fan base does. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it's not that, but at least the online following seemed very much against the manager. The last time I can really compare it to is this time four years ago with Levine. Because with Nielsen, yeah, was, there was always defeat. a split. Right? Nielsen, even when we were doing amazing, finishing third, there was maybe like 5% of the fan base still being like, nah, I still don't want them. But I, for a lot of the time, it was quite a size, but there was at least like 35% of the fan base that felt that didn't want Nielsen. Stendhal was more just like, please work, because we're going to get relegated here. <laughs> this needs to work. Then Naismith has obviously... He had the seven games, and then there's been McAvoy, and it's kind of been like... Blah, blah, blah. Levine, as you say, that defeat at Motherwell, and that kind of... That's, he got the, that's the one the I opening. think of, the, the home defeat, and then the angry protests outside Tynecastle. Yeah. yeah. He got the opening 11 games, and we lost his... Was it St. St. Johnston, Johnston? I think, was his final game, yeah. Yeah. At Halloween, That's I'm the pretty last sure. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, because then it took us another two months to get Stendhal. That's right. <laughs> it's just like, right, cool. Absolutely farcical. What do you think? I know it's hard now almost to speak about it because we've had last night and it's like, everyone's like, we're going to, Naismith, we trust you. We're going to win the league in the cup double. It's great. Don't worry about it. But what did you make of how it seems at least unified so much of the fan base was being like, no, we need to make a change? I, I don't know because that, there's a part of me that feels as though it's not even like the fans wanted necessarily a change in the dugout. It's more kind of other questions that need answered. And th- this is what I'll kind of get to later on when I when I think about the Kilmarnock game. Because I, if you're asking me personally what my biggest gripe is, mm-hmm. it's it's been recruitment of the past few windows. <laughs> There's some that don't believe that Stephen Naismith is a decent enough manager stroke coach. I... I don't know. I'm sort of willing to give him a chance because I do believe that Steve Clark held him in such a high regard. So there, there clearly is something there. And yes, results for the most part haven't been good enough. I'll be the first to acknowledge that. But we have seen glimpses whereby if things, if he gets things right, things go really well. But it's only then when it goes wrong that it goes abysmally wrong. It is peaks and troughs at the minute. Our form is like the Andes, in that mm-hmm. when things are going really well, everything's great, we can do no wrong. You might even be tempted to book at the new hotel and go and eat in the Skyline restaurant. When it's not, you're then raging that we've built a new hotel and the only the only place that we're performing so well is the Skyline restaurant. I There's a lot of frustration going around and it's frustration at a whole magnitude of things it's not it doesn't necessarily just equate to performances and or results i think some of it is towards the hierarchy some of it is towards the management some of it is even towards some of the playing squad that we just don't believe are are up to scratch so it's it's difficult to place people's anger when when you don't hear from them yeah Yeah. and it like it's more a collective feeling of anger that not everything, all the stars aren't aligning at the minute. Folk are I, just pissed off, basically. Yeah. Folk are pissed off because we look at it and think, 
we've sunk nearly sixteen million pounds into the football club through the Foundation of Hearts. Yet we've supposedly taken the cheap option by appointing our previous B team manager. Our recruitment has been shocking because for the most part it's still the same squad and it's not been freshened up enough to such a level whereby we've got like for like replacements in lots of areas and yeah it's 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 a it's a massive collective anger with not one sole perpetrator or one sole place of aim yeah is, is my own is my honest opinion that's very fair that's very fair however that positivity has went up a lot in the last 24 hours because of... Oh, now nobody can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's a world-class player again because Hearts travelled to Kilmarnock last night as we record this, two nights ago as it is being released in the... I keep wanting to call it the Betfred, but it's not. The Viaplay. play League Cup. The, be- the Betfred was good. I missed the CIS. That's fair, yeah, because that, that's just because it was, that was old that's what it was when we were wee. Yeah, so we have too. nostalgia for that. So, we went there with, I can't remember I've seen, again, speaking about how United Twitter and stuff is, I didn't see anyone expecting us to win this. I think everyone was like, we're going to beat here. I'll be honest, yesterday was a massive cannot be arsed day for me. Not, yeah, only, not only did I have university in Paisley of all places... But then to come back down, to then psych myself up to go and watch Hearts with the run of form that we're on, I was just thought to myself, this could be one of those terrible Tuesdays that just when things when things are going great, everything goes great, and again, like Hearts are just an accurate representation of stuff at the minute. Where I was just like, I really, really the weather's awful as well. The weather was actually all right once we got there, but then in the second right. half, after they'd equalised and you're just seeing it like lashing Teamed down, I'm just down. thinking, we've got another half hour of this pish, at yeah. least. Yes. If not pens, I was thinking, there's only one way that this is going. We're going to get it beyond pens. But thankfully, well. thankfully that wasn't the case. It just, yeah, it took some psyching up, but thankfully the players were up for it as and, and that basically translated to the stands in the end. Definitely. So, there was a raft of changes made from the St Mirren game, which was pretty understandable, to be honest. Some uh, brought it out from the cold, mind you, which was yes, interesting. definitely. Uh, one main one, and is kind of the other talking point from the St Mirren game that I should have mentioned, Atkinson got stretched off, which yeah, look, is over one. a disaster because we just are falling out. We've now Again, got... I mean, there was me mouthing off about recruitment and like for like players in these positions. I mean, who who would have thunk it? It's not like we've been needing a right back basically for two years while Michael Smith was at the club and then was no longer at the club. Fucking hell. So very much hope Atkinson's okay. But Toby yeah. Sibick came in to replace him. Benny Beningame and Liam Boyce were also both dropped as Alan Forrest came back in on the left-hand side. And... The first start of the season for a Mr. Number 7, George Grant. When you saw the team... Oh, obviously, the rest of the team is the same as it was against St Mirren. What did you make of that when you saw that line-up? I think it's been shown online what you thought of the line-up. As many people have called you out for your thoughts on the line-up. A player who who I would never criticise. Yeah, Um, exactly. So, I I attended this game with, with my missus and a couple pals. Robert Hunter, if you are watching, 
I would like to formally apologise for my George Grant slander. It was a wonderful goal. I didn't feel as though he did a great deal else. I thought his passing was erratic, but what a wonderful finish. Really? Yeah. I thought he was so, man of the no, match. No. So, so I thought him, I thought some him of his and passing Newhoff was shocking. Great. But what a goal, as we'll get into. Uh, so, Rab, I, I accept that you, you know your stuff. Um, it's nice to see him in that 10 position, and now there's a yeah. real chance for him to, to nail that down as a starting berth. How's that for an apology? All right, you got me. You got me. I wasn't happy with the team. Sorry. We're not allowed can to criticise anymore. It's, it's, can I just nobody, say, nobody else allowed to say, no. George Grant had a 94% pass accuracy in that game last night. No, he did not. Yeah, he did. No, he did not. Apparently. 94%? I can't remember him misplacing many passes. No, you're having a laugh. Apparently. I'm not having that. Surely not. Where are you seeing that? Transfer marked. Oh, they know nothing. If it was on FopMob, then I'd maybe understand. Uh, That's maybe the thing. I went up. to I went to FopMob, but they for like Scottish yeah, League Cup weird. games, they just don't do stats. Yeah, they just, and it's really they annoying. just take the night off. They they could be arsed just like me. But no, it's no. I thought some of his sorry, some of his sorry. I'm incorrect. Eighty five percent. Still didn't think it was as high as that, but eighty five. You know Hold my hands up. Eighty five point eight seven. If maybe, you want to maybe, I'm just, maybe I'm just not willing to give George Grant a chance. It's just, just it's just like it's just a, it's an unnatural hatred because because we yeah. spent so much money on the guy. I've just I've been waiting for this for the best part of a year and it's just not arrived. And now it has. I just refuse to accept that it has. Yeah, but I it was good. It was good. It was a great goal. I'm not going to slap <laughs> the goal. We'll get goal. to that. We'll get. I to was that. as shocked as so, anybody. You're right. Like, I was there in amongst <laughs> it. Just like yes. I can't believe what I'm witnessing. So, immediately, it just felt that we were playing with more impetus, more intensity, more... more pizzazz. Yeah. More, more intent. Yes, absolutely. Third minute, Kent plays a ball over the top that eventually finds his way to Shanklin, who shoots wide uh, from 30 yards. But it's immediately... It's like, that's more than we did against St Mirren the entire game. Yeah, I... I don't mind Frankie Kent playing out from the back. Kai Rolls playing out from the back, I'm not as happy with. You can't your say that after last night. When the McIver, the goal McIver, that you're talking I'm about tra- came from it. I'm, I'm trying not to get blinded by this. This is what we've all been guilty of. Like, in fairness, I actually think that is Rolls' biggest strength. I think Rolls is good at that in terms of passing it, having the confidence to take the know. ball and then playing pass it he can either switch it to the right hand side he feeds it into the midfield or plays whoever is the just wing when he's up against big back. Kyle Vassell as well that you're just you just I, I just feel like he's going to lose it all the time I get that if Vassell's charging them down but weirdly I never felt whenever Rose had the ball I, I didn't feel like as Adam is getting attacked it's by a, the fly that George Grant has sent round to his house yeah, to fuck him ass. up I never felt that Vassell really pushed on Rolls. There was obviously moments when the ball's in transition that Vassell was getting up against Rolls. But I mean, when Rolls had the ball, I expected Vassell to just constantly him. be harrying them. Yeah, yeah, but he never really yeah, did. It was fair. weird. I don't know. But, maybe, maybe, anyway. Maybe I'm, I'm just a nervous wreck at the minute. You I just, just I you really hate know. everybody, I basically. <laughs> I don't hate <laughs> There's just some that I hate, minute. but they're proving me wrong, so long may that continue. 11th minute, Kennedy does well to get past a few Hearts players. There's a bit of controversy here as Shanklin makes it very clear to Steve McLean as Kai Rolls is actually down hurt on the ground and Matty Kennedy does not care. Oh and my he just God. pushes forward. Forgot about that. Going, going for it. But his effort is actually really well saved. 
by Xander That's Carter, all so Kelly did in that play. first half, can you yeah, just say? Yeah, I, I really is. did not feel once threatened that they would take the lead. Yeah, yeah very much Before so. we did, which, which, was, which was good. I think, again, when we've had that performance in Paisley and we've been, for want of a better word, peppered, yep. we needed a, a more assured commanding display at the back. We got that because Kelly didn't really pose a threat. And then we were able to kind of conjure up our own chances, which which was good to see. It was it was a decent performance right from the off. Still conceding the odd opportunity, but again, that Kennedy one was probably the, the only one really of note. So yeah. so thankfully we were we weathered the storm in, in more ways than one as we'll get on to that second half. Very much so. Uh, two minutes later, actually, Vargas does well in the break to find Grant. Grant then links up with Shankland, whose effort is then deflected out for a corner. But then... After about another half an hour of us just kind of keeping the ball, doing well, trying to find pockets of space, I felt Sibic was doing really well on the right-hand side to push forward. It's something that Sibic is clearly confident in doing, where he just gets the ball and just does that run, where he does, where he's just like, I'm a train, no one is stopping me, get out my way. And because he's so big, most wingers can't do anything to him. He's, a, he's, a, he's an athlete, as, as we've told me. My missus absolutely loves him. I'm more concerned I that she, him well. she loves him more than she does me. Um, it would be justified. I, but... Yeah, I, feel, I, yeah I, don't, I don't blame her. Um, but yeah, yeah exactly. he's uh, he's got a chance as well at right back, really, now. Definitely. Isn't he? Yeah. I, I mean, he, he, I know that centre-half's probably where he'd prefer to play. I know that some want to stick him in midfield because they believe that he's got kind of... I guess that mobility and that presence and he's not slow he, he is he's an athlete that is still a wee bit raw technically but I do think he's a good player um, yeah he's very annoyed at his passing stats in FIFA <laughs> that is sensational as well That he's, he's got every right and and he's shooting can I just say that dink at Easter Road they clearly were not watching that he's, he's got every exactly. right to be pulling them up for that but Shocking. my point is he's improving week upon week yeah. when, he, when he gets a run in the team you see it when he's in and out of the team, and he and there's like a general rustiness. I don't think he's anywhere near as effective. So now he's got a chance to really staple himself in the team, and hopefully, he can make that right back Bertie's own. Well, speaking about someone trying to stake a place in the team, we did open the scoring. So there was a bit of stramash on the edge of the Killy box between Cammy Devlin, Alan Forrest, and about three Killy players. It then pings forward, and out of nowhere, out the I'm watching it on TV out the corner of the screen. Kai Rolls just comes steaming forward, <laughs> picks the ball up, and then does that thing that you see centre half do, going, oh, "Okay, no one's really showing for a pass, so I'll just kind of keep running." And it makes opposition players go, "What is the big centre half doing? What do we do here?" He then perfectly finds Shankland, who just puts it on a plate back in front of George Grant, edge of the box, and he basically just passes it into the far corner, past Dennis in the killy goal. It's one nil. It's very well deserved and just buzzing for George Grant. Pandemonium, disbelief, everything. I, I, there was a lot of vent up frustration that was unleashed at that goal. Aimed at George Grant <laughs> specifically. He's <laughs> a fitting scorer actually for all that, for yeah. all that frustration to, be, to just come out into the open. Um, I could not believe my eyes. And it's a wonderful goal. It's a really, it's so really well worked goal. The layoff is perfect from Shanklin, inch perfect. And as you say, he just caresses it into that bottom corner. It's so easy to kind of just lash it 
or just, I don't know, sort of bend it over the bar, high into the stand, but he knows exactly what he's doing, gets his head over it. Lovely placement and a great goal. This is a chance for him now. To yeah, th- th- yeah, This yeah. is it. This is, this is goal time. Because, as I've alluded to, we've paid money for him. People are adamant that they've seen flashes. I'll be honest, I was amongst those that was adamant I've seen nothing. I've seen something now, so let's let's hope that the wheels are in motion and that he can he can try again. We've seen him forced out on the left hand side. We've seen him start as kind of one of the double the two in like the pivot in front of a back four. We've mm-hmm. seen now that his best position is in that advanced slot, centre attacking midfield, number ten, whatever you want to call it. Get him in there and let's let's give him a run and, and see how he does. The only annoyance is that that will come at the expense of Liam Boyce, who, as we both, we're both big fans of Boyce. It's nice to have one or the other. I, I can't see them both working alongside one another. Whether Boyce would then go up front if Shanklin's been off it as he has recently, I don't know. Could you play Boyce and Grant closer to him in a kind of supporting role? I don't know. That's something for us to work on. But I never want to see George Grant out on the flanks. Or as one of that double pivot yeah. ever again, because we 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 realise his position is as a ten now. Very well, very well said. That kind of brought an end to a very dominant half from us. I was I couldn't believe it really. Much more honestly, like it. I know. I, again, I, I, you've obviously seen more than me in terms of recent performances, but I I could not could not believe that. I would have snapped your hand off for that. So that was much more commanding, much more like it. And again, it was. I don't know if we were aided by the rain on that Astro and moving the ball quickly, but. Oh, can we speak about the Astro actually for a fucking sec? It's a joke. Uh, I was listening to it with Hearts TV commentary, and Rob Borthwick made the point where he, he literally said, I'll stop going on about it now, but. And this was in about the half an hour mark. He was like, You can't keep count of the amount of players for both teams that were slipping about on that. Like it was a, it's bad for even a plastic pitch. It was absolutely awful. There was a chance in, in the second half actually that I don't have down in the notes because it, it didn't make any highlights package where Kent got a wee bit caught out by Vassell when the ball was in the air and bounced. And part of the reason is because on that surface it bounces and just goes straight back up where it is. So Kent outruns the ball. And because Vassell's behind him, Vassell runs perfectly onto it. And Kent, you can see in his face, he's, Clark shouts at him. And Kent literally points at the ground and points straight back up. Kind of being like, I can't... Look I've at been this bastard surface that life. working with. Yeah, like, all my life I've been told, a ball will bounce and go <laughs> forwards. And now suddenly it's bouncing and just going straight back up in the fucking air. It must be such a culture shock if you come up from England to be playing on that. You must think, what on earth do they? What do they smoke up here that that is deemed an acceptable surface for a top team? I mean, this is a cup quarter final for crying out loud, <laughs> like, and it's accepted in the top tier. Like, it's so embarrassing. It's such a bad look for Scottish football. It's so mental. bad. But, but so is Rugby Park. Can I just say as a venue, why do oh, they stick it. us in the top I tier? I don't like how all the stands are individual as well because it means that like none of the noise can really stay. It just goes away. It's absolute nonsense. Oh, sorry, just to interrupt it. Obviously, as we're recording, there's half times in the in the oh, League yeah. Cup. Uh, yeah. It's half time at Easter Road. It is Hibernian nil, St Mirren one. 
half time in Dingwall, Ross County nil, Aberdeen one, right. and Rangers took the lead early doors against Livingston. And the thirty fifth minute, they lead the Livy Lions one nil at Ibrox. Oh, of course, because they were the they were the eight o'clock eight kickoff, o'clock. weren't they? Yeah, so right, Scott okay. Scott Tanzer, I mean, I, I, I've not spoke about him at all. So he's just Bloody given hell. St Mirren the lead on forty three minutes. Graham Shinney and Ross County are down to ten after fourteen minutes. So that's effectively <sighs> that. That over. That's probably, by the way, going to be the last time we catch up with the scores in terms of we will be finished recording by the time that the games actually finish. So we won't know. We're about to, after this, preview the draw. We won't know who we've got, basically. But as it stands, it's Hart Midlothian, St Mirren, Aberdeen, and Rangers in the final oh, four. Jesus Christ. You, you just know what's going to happen now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. If if it's that probably. final four, you know what's happening. Yeah, right. But we won't worry about that just now. We'll speak about the positive. Actually, there's negativity now because the second half starts and. Oh as my expected- god, no, we're about to get into the most negative of all the negatives. <laughs> my goodness gracious me. As expected, Kelly were going to get booted up the arse by McInnes at half time. And they very much did. So in the 48th minute, Watson hits a shot for the edge of the box that just goes narrowly wide. Vassell then two minutes later finds Kennedy who plays it to McGuinness who hits a shot for the edge of the box that is the most narrow of narrow margins wide that, of was, that was the warning post. I, I can't believe you're even not acknowledging the sub at half, half time that's... well I was about to in this next point Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> so we actually then did have a chance in the 58th minute we got a corner that is eventually hit by Kingsley that hits the like joint oh, of the that's bar. right in front of me yeah, they hit the oh bar in the post. That oh. So that was gutting because he knows what he's doing. And then Kelly go to break. McGuinness manages to get across into the boxes. Kent can't challenge him. It finds Vassell, but his efforts well saved by Clark. Kelly go to try and push, but substitute Peter Haring gets in front of it and then sends it away. Now, this is you will actually be able to provide further clarification potentially for this, but. My dad was at the game, I was not, and he noticed that right at the very end of the half, when Killy got, no, we got a corner, Devlin was the last player back, and apparently Clark was like shouting at him, being like, are you okay? And Devlin was sheepishly like doing a thumbs up, but was holding his calf. Oh, this is all that we need. Why does this have to happen? Why can we not have nice things? Yeah, so Devlin was brought off at half-time for Peter Haring. Now, I think everybody looked at that and went, right, that's clearly an injury reason. And as Devlin said in the little TikTok that Hearts did about FIFA stats, FIFA are very much right to give him the relentless trait. Because that <laughs> Is was... that what he's got? I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, so that's part of why we were so good in that first half and why I thought the balance of the midfield was really good. We will get to Callum Newenhoff soon. But he was just kind of being calm and passing the ball about. Devlin was energetic winning it back, playing it to Grant, who would then push us forward. The problem was, when he then came off, we lost that. And Killy made a slight change where they put put more in the middle of the park. So suddenly it was, not only have we lost that energy, energizer bunny, they put Matty Kennedy through the middle and then started changing with Vassell constantly switching with us all the time so we just lost something in the middle of the park and they also brought on Corey and Daba at left wing back because he'd started yeah. with four centre halves 
across the back yeah. four and they they literally went three five two and just as if to say right let's flood the midfield because peter harring cannot keep up with anything i just i'm so sorry mckiver but he's just he's done he's done for me i i've i've said it for long enough i've just i've he's that that literally it was it was like watching the family pet that needs put down last night that's what it was like i just thought to myself just just end it now just put us out of our misery i've accepted that he's gone i'm over it i'm sorry but that no just no really sad but thank you for your service pete but you are done well speaking about really sad things killy equalized that was really sad that was really sad (laughs) that was a big sad it was kind of pinballing back and forward in there for a wee bit and then it eventually ends up at Kyle Vassell, who plays in Matty Kennedy on this near side to the camera. Kennedy's standing up by Civic, but then moves his feet really quickly and manages to get a ball in that takes a slight nick off Civic's foot, if you see it back, but he just can't block it in time. And then, basically, Hearts concede a cross. I'm sure you're all <laughs> shocked, absolutely Connor. shocked to hear that. But Brad Lyons goes up. Kingsley's trying to mark him. But he gets, he pushes past Kingsley and just kind of sticks his head down towards it. Head is it downwards? It's in. There is a check for handball, but the that would have got us out of jail. But let's yeah. be honest, like it, it'd been coming. It'd been coming. Yeah, definitely. The annoyance is, I could stomach it if it was a Stuart Finlay, if it was a Kyle Vassell. Brad Lyons. My goodness, I I spoke to a Kelly fan at my work about this today. I was like. What height is Brad Lyons? And he, he guessed it was like five seven, five eight. And I think eventually we found out he's five foot nine. Five foot nine! Only hearts concede goals, headed goals at that, to five foot nine midfielders. Jesus God almighty. And then I, I was I was honest, I was like, I thought there's only one team that are gonna go on and win this from here. The fact that they've got that goal. The crowd, who are for the most part non-existent, are back on side. They're in the ascendancy. They're at home. Chance to get to the national stadium at a manager, sorry, under a manager that's got you know a record. He he loves Hamden Dennett McInnes. He targets these cups, these trips. I just thought this is this is this is it. We've shot ourselves in the foot. We've started off so well. All that energy, all that intent, that purpose from the first half, just all pissed away but thankfully my worries were uh, were put to bed in the end as as we made more changes that let's be honest had to happen because otherwise we spoke about the game management you must be a little bit more pleased with the game management well that was that was what i was going to say it's fine it was almost as if naismith was like right Fuck you, McIver. I'll show you that I can about good game management because yes, Benny Benningham, Liam Boyce, and Alex Lowry all come on as well as Odell Fire, and changed shape a wee bit. We went to a three, and it meant that we had Ofire. So I was surprised Kingsley. that as well, to be honest. But Same. I guess you're going like for like, aren't you? The fact that they've gone three, you go three, but then if Kyle Vassell, if he drags one, where do the center like the center halves then take? Yeah. Wingers supporting because Armstrong, Kennedy's, whoever. I just I don't know. It was definitely interesting. It it was. It it was. It it made for a decent battle. I mean, let's be honest. It wasn't a great game. The fact that it was on the television cameras, 
uh, sorry via play, but that's what you get. Um, I just uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was a really poor game, but an interesting tactical battle. That yeah, definitely. Seems as though he's, he's coming out on top in, so that's encouraging. Before we get to the goal, I want to speak about him now because alongside Grant, he was my man in the match, and he's very quickly becoming my new favourite because I just love him. Oh, Carl Neuenhoff. Carl Neuenhoff. <laughs> I good. said. I actually went back and listened to our podcast that immediately predated the Leeds friendly. And what I said was that I'm very excited about Neuenhoff because he looks incredibly calm against a level of opposition that, apart from the old front, we won't be at. And I'm very confident that he is the missing link in that midfield. And in the last, well, even just in the last 90 minutes, but generally I felt, was last, especially against Aberdeen as well, He'd, I've never once seen him flustered. He no. just seems to get the ball and either start a move forward or maintain possession. What is he, he just 22? seems so comfortable. Twenty-two, yeah. So that's good. That's it's, it, there's encouraging signs for sure. He and Devlin are striking up a really decent partnership as the yeah. two, aren't they? It just you wouldn't be surprised if that was the three kind of moving forward after last night for for a wee a wee while at least. Like if we go up to Ross County now and George Grant has another blinder with those two behind him, obviously dependent on Devlin's fitness. Yeah. Um I I I just I don't see how anybody else can, can come into that. Benny Beningamy arguably does win fit. So maybe it's a like for like in that Beningamy takes Devlin's place at the minute, see how Beningamy and Newenhoff get on together. Uh, without Devlin's energy, but sort of looking to, to give it on to Grant. So yeah. All of a sudden, that midfield area is not looking not looking quite as desperate, which which is good. Um, it's kind of it's other areas where I'm just I don't know I, I I'm wanting a wee bit more. I felt for Kenneth Vargas last night. I'm surprised you didn't mention his chance as well because that was well just, that was what I was literally oh, about to say. In the 82nd oh, minute, Kingsley whips one. a great ball into the box, but Vargas is kind of caught in two minds as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, in, it's literally in the perfect area, and I don't, I don't know what Vargas is even trying. I think I he, know. I think he goes, "I'm going to head of this," and then he goes, "Oh no, wait, no, I'm not. I'm going to volley it," and just is caught in two minds. But even doesn't know even with do. the volley, I don't know whether he's wanting to like lace it or kind of open up the body and yeah. slam it in the far. Like he's just, he's, he's so he doesn't know what he's his doing. His head was just gone, but I, I really want him to tuck on soon because I just feel like Same. there is. I feel like there's a little streak inside of Kenneth Vargas that we're yet to see. He just needs that goal. Like Liam Boyce got his goal against Aberdeen. Now Boyce was at the heart of everything when he came on. So it's yeah. like, that's all you need as an offensive player. Because the confidence boost that it'll give you must just, you must just be sky high. Yeah, absolutely. But everyone is thinking, right, we've got the extra time here. There's four minutes added on. Alex Lowry gets chucked on and from the man himself and Stephen Naismith who both reiterated this Naismith simply turned to Lowry and went go on and be the match winner now that's such a basic like I know it's like, so, that's not really advice yeah I was wanting <laughs> something juicier than that in your post-match like just say like there's I don't know like tell us about the area that you were meant to occupy like I don't know or or get up closer to Liam Boyce or just go and be the match winner it's just I don't know it's a bit cheesy but whatever well, whatever works it worked in the end so I can't really complain about that much and something I think that has been missed by a lot of people myself included until I watch it back Alex Lowry wins the ball back for this move to start wow. on the edge of our box 
again, what is it? Sorry, McIver. Like George Grant, we've been wanting to see something. This yep. this was the perfect redemption story for the pair of them. Yep, definitely. With definitely. So he plays it to a fire. Who I thought, by the way, came on did very well. I, I like just thought him. he was I solid. Do like him. I'm glad to see him back as well after obviously 100%. what he's been through. So but, uh, again, like with Atkinson out, he and Sibic can both wrestle for that, or it gives us that flexibility to go to a three like we did, so yep. yeah, that's that's encouraging as well good point. Absolutely, he plays it long to Shankland, Shankland has a great touchdown, plays it to Boyce Boyce immediately goes for a first time effort his shot's blocked, but it comes back to him and in prime Liam Boyce situations, he doesn't panic, he knows exactly what he wants to do, he cuts it back. Even after his air swipe that was fully intentional Yes, 100%. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's a top player. Cuts it back to the man who started the move, Alex Lowry, who shows a calmness and confidence for a man who... Basically, beyond it was beyond his years. His years. Yes, yeah. exactly. Instead of just lashing at it, a little drag back, and he fires it into the bottom corner. There's a defender on the line who can't quite get there. It's absolutely pissing down. Everybody goes mental. And we win the game 2-1 thanks to the Rangers' low knee. I wasn't even going mental at the goal itself. I was going mental because nobody was shooting. I was like, I was screaming. <laughs> I was literally, I was jumping up, getting, just screaming, somebody pull the trigger. And thankfully he did it. Just, oh, brilliant. You can't, you cannot beat the feeling of a last-minute winner. Give me that over a 4-5-0 every day of the week. Yeah. There is something yeah. about a last-minute winner. And particularly when it comes in kind of, I don't know, I'm saying this a lot given the run of form that we're on, but just like when we've been put through the mire a wee bit recently, it makes it all the sweeter that you've just, I don't know, as you say, you know, there have been Hearts fans and their hundreds, thousands that will have come down from Edinburgh on the pissing rain, a cold Tuesday night, thinking, please don't go extra time here. The fact that we've taken the lead in this game, the fact that we're on this horrible astro against just an absolute gang Again, like the circumstances surrounding it, the fact that it's a, a chance to get back to the national stadium. We talk about all the time that Hart should be aiming for Hamden every single season through one of the cup, both cups, all that. And we just feel as though like that goal's just set us back. But to then not panic, trust in what we're doing. Yes, we were under the cost for the second half, but it's so nice to just be able to go up in some punish somebody for effectively not taking their chances when we're presented with two golden chances towards the end but the very last of them thankfully ends up in the net it's just brilliant so happy so happy for for everybody connected to the club be it Alex Lowry Stephen Naismith himself who needed that win hopefully that gives him a lift going forward most of the playing squad will get the chance to to play again in a, in a cup semi-final big occasion for the fans who voice their displeasure, be it through the banners or, as you say, the thousands of tweets. Um, yeah, really, really happy, really chuffed. And hopefully, hopefully the draw later on is kind to us. But there are no really kind draws at this stage. You know, these sides will have earned their, their place at hand and we just hope that it's the lesser of the three potential evils yeah very much so so on that point we now have a draw that by the time this episode releases we know who we're playing and at the weekend we travel up to 
what many people call the best away day in the top no, flight. That's just because of the Mallard, though, isn't it? Yeah, no. but in fairness, though, I've only been once. I went two seasons ago, and it's probably my favourite away day because it's just a cl- it's so unique. It's, it's like mm. you have to fuck off hours before, yeah. and like you just end up. It's your day. Yeah, exactly. your day. Yeah, it's your day. It's, it's, in, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like you know, it's bad when you'll get to like Aviemore or like beyond that. And it's like, there's no place to fill up for like an extra 50 <laughs> miles. So you're either filling up here or you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a, a great setup. I, I do like, I like it up in Ross County. I do. Yeah, definitely. How are you feeling? So obviously they got battered by Aberdeen at the weekend. As we currently speak, they're like 10 men and losing to Aberdeen in the cup. And you presume that that will be that. What are you thinking? They've had a mixed start to the league by all accounts they've maybe not got the points that their performances have suggested they should get they're a funny team Ross County because I I do think they are a decent enough outfit I, I think mm-hmm. I think they can cause us problems definitely I, it's nice to know that we're actually heading up there and they're not off the back of a win because that seems to have yeah. been the case a lot recently Um, my main concern is probably Jordan White and him occupying our centre halves, yeah. um, bringing the likes of Jan Danda, who we mentioned, Simon Murray, various others into play. Um, hopefully, do you know what? We should have nothing to fear going up there. Why no. not? If we always seem to fucking draw up there, which which isn't the worst result, but I mean, I, I, would I take a point? I, I think I think we have to win it, particularly with obviously Hibs in the derby the following week I think it's not a must win it would be a nice to win but not a disaster if we draw if that makes sense it's just, just it's it's more like we can't lose yeah just don't get beat yeah. Aye, don't get yeah. beat don't get beat come away with something and given our midweek match the weekend performance hopefully we could take that into a derby which would be nice can I, can I trouble you for a prediction Are you going with a draw? Are you going to say we're going to one win? each? Just it, it just. I was going to say one each as well. Screams out of you, doesn't it? Yeah. But I'll be optimistic and I'll say that we've won two one on the road, so I'll back us to do that again. Why not? Okay, I'm going with one all because I just feel like we draw all the time. That's fair. Whenever we're up That's there, fair. but we will see. So, of course, the quiz to finish it all off. Yeah, I can't say I'm looking forward to this, but here we are. How how dare you? So. We have the regular multiple choice, true or false, two normal ones, and who am I? And I will say this, following last week, I got a wee DM from John. Oh, did you? So, there, so therefore, we have another absolute bastard oh, of no. a who am I. <laughs> I was going to ask what John. did it say, but now I just found out what it said, nope. it's some evil who am I. So... John oh, Cleland fucked me over last week, and we'll see if he fucks you over yeah, this thanks week. Thanks for that, John. I'll remember that. Yeah, we'll see. So, we are, however, starting with just a regular question. So, in what has become quite a fiery fixture recently, how many red cards have been shown across the last 10 meetings between Hearts and St Mirren? Jesus. Across the last 10? The last 10 games, in all competitions, how many red cards have been shown? Right, anything over 
four is probably ridiculous. I've got three in my head, and I don't know why. I'll give you if you're one out either way. I will... Yeah, I'll stick to my guns and say three. You are exactly half wrong. It is six. Really? In ten games? Yep, six in the last ten. Since when? I couldn't even name any of them. It's mental. Six in ten? Yep. Have you got them to hand? No. Uh, yes, I can get them. Oh, no, I don't have... I can tell you the fixtures in which there were red cards. Right, okay. For example, I, I can remember one that last season was under Naismith when Haring got sent off and it was an absolute joke of a red card and we got it up successfully. Um, oh, I can remember Snodgrass getting sent off as well. Snodgrass did also get sent under off Robbie, against them. Right. So, that was last here we go. Game, so, from 2021 onwards... Uh, St Mirren went down to 10 men 7th of August St Mirren went down to 10 men 27th of November St Mirren went down to 10 men the 26th of February 2022 uh, St Mirren went down to 10 men on the 7th of January 2023 uh, we went down to 10 men on the 8th of April this That's year so and then we went uh, down to 10 men Haring uh, 6 in 10 that is remarkable ten. yep it's mental Jesus. Wow. Unbelievable. Fair, so, fair enough. That's that's a great question. That's yep. that's surprising. So sixty percent of the last ten matches have seen a red yep. card. Oh, I'll stick your money on that. I will just say uh, that is LU and just equalised for Hibs. I saw that they scored. I didn't want to say yeah. that. I thought that you were, you know, brushing over that. Yeah, great. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah. n- now, listen, if they get through, you know where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So multiple choice. And let's see if you pay attention to who you follow on Twitter. Oh, no. How many seconds had Alex Lowry been on the park before he scored? Absolutely no idea. So Is it A, 40, B, 45, C, 50, D, 55, or E, 60 seconds? Five options? <laughs> Jesus. Yep, you're getting five. <laughs> what did you go from? 40 to 60? 40, 45, 50, 55, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> 55? Oh, you're one off. It was 50. <laughs> Ouch. 50 seconds he'd been on the park. Who posted that? What we nerd posted that? That was the BBC. BBC Scotland. Not exactly why I didn't see it. Well, Next. let's see if you follow anybody else. Because <laughs> who was the last Hearts player to score as a substitute in injury time? Susan Santana. Well done, he <laughs> follows heart stats. Yeah. Hooray. Love heart stats, me. Couldn't believe that, by the way. That, that was the last game. 11 years. Jesus, because Craig Beatty scored the opener. I thought you might ask yeah, that as did. well. Yeah, Beatty yeah. and then Sue's at the end. That Ian Black pass. Oh, beautiful. Exactly, and the, the touch from Beatty to set himself, and then he just pokes it. Great goal. I remember being furious at Susu at that goal because I was like, just go to the corner. What are you doing? <laughs> just go to the corner. <laughs> and then the finish is outrageous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so good. And, pow- yes, and then well it just pans to Paolo. It just, oh, yeah. beautiful. Amazing. So, last normal question. It's the true or false? Mm, so God, That means nothing. <laughs> last... So, true or false, last night's win over Kilmarnock was the first time Stephen Naismith has won at his former side whilst at Hearts. So that is as both a player 
and manager. I, I think that's false because I can remember him playing under Levine and we won there, I think. Is that right? Are you going with false? I'm going false. It is false. It's actually, he's only lost one out of the f- possible four games. Wow, really? Yeah. So I'm including last night in the four, but okay. as a player, we went there three times, one, two, lost one, and then we won there last night. Wow. Jesus. He's got no bad record against his Impressive. Team. So, good. Right. I redeemed myself a little bit towards the end there. Two out of four. Starting start, but that yep. was. I'm, I've got no chance of this here, am I? Let's be honest. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I've given you six clues. Have, we, he- have we heard of this geezer? Have you heard of him before John? I said hadn't him? heard of him, no. Oh dear. This does not bode well. However, he's from. Like, this is. I'll give you this extra bit of information. He's from more recent than 1999. <laughs> John said he was shafting you. Listen, don't hate the player, hate the game, MacGyver. Yeah. Right, so you've got six clues. I'm trying to do everything I can for you here. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. So, I joined Hearts after being rumoured to join Hibs a week before. The team I played the most games for in my career was the team I grew up supporting. At one of my former clubs, I was publicly criticised by my manager for actively refusing to follow the fitness regime set out by the club. (laughs) I exclusively played in Britain. I was linked to a big European club before moving to Hearts, but the move failed after a trial, and I made over 500 professional appearances in my career, but Hearts was the team I played for the least. Who am I? Ooh. I like that. No idea who it is, but I like it. We'll see. Right. Okay. Exclusively in the UK. I kind of want to ask who they grew up supporting. You said that they played for the team that they grew up supporting the most. The team I played the most games for in my career was Was the the team I grew up supporting. Can I get that team, please, MacIver? It is Oxford United. Oxford United. Jesus. Good lord. Well, I'm going to I'm going to boldly say that this could be an Englishman. <laughs> okay. Right, we're going with that thought process. Right. It's it's a risk. Oxford. Jesus. I'm needing an era here. Because I'll be honest, I'm up against it. Yeah, I really am. I I, th- I feel like my best chance is trying to single down to somebody from like a particular era. So I might ask a, a staple Daniel McIver question, and ask between what years did they play for Hearts? Like what seasons did they play at Hearts? Two thousand and six. Just two thousand and six. 2006. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I'll even give you exactly 24th of January 2006 mm-hmm. until the end of that season. January 2006. If you get this for this, this is unbelievable. And you, you, you hadn't heard of this player, which is worrying. Yeah. So he obviously had nothing to do with our cup success. I will say, 
just as a separate point, I am quite shit with remembering people. Yeah, but that that doesn't matter. It just like that's basically it's no Bruno Agua, right? <laughs> <laughs> so if, if we Bruno grew up in Portugal with Oxford United <laughs> tops, I would have been astonished. Oxford in Hearts 2006. Oh my god. I don't have the foggiest. I really. Hibs are now winning 2 1. Hibs are? Yeah, they scored 2 in 2 minutes. No. Oh, we so, so we're getting we them at Hamden. So you all know that it's happened by the time this gets released. Oh, we've got Hibs at Hamden, and I'm going to be an emotional wreck for a month. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. 2006. I don't. I know that it's wrong, but I've got like Steve Banks or something in my head. I just I know that that's wrong, but I can't think of, I can't think of any other Englishman at that time. I don't have a clue. There's nothing. I I shouldn't have asked the Oxford question. That was silly. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. It was very limiting. I'll see. It that. was, but like, I, I, like. But you could have got it. Like, if it's one of those things you know, that you mean? know like, I, I, it's like, I can't, it. like nobody is going through my head that would have played for Oxford at all. Yeah. So, are you going with Steve Banks? Is that your final answer? I'm conscious of time, so I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably going to say yes, just because I don't know. I have no idea. I will say that is a good guess. It's better than my guess last week. But it's incorrect. Who is it? The correct answer is Mr. Chris Hackett. Is that the centre half? No, the winger. <laughs> there you go. No idea. Chris Hackett. I'd never heard of him, so... I will explain all the clues. So I joined Hearts after being rumoured to join Hibs the week before. Uh, the team I played the most games for was the team I grew up supporting, Oxford United. Uh, when he was at Oxford, he was criticised by his manager for refusing to follow the fitness regime set out by the club. Do, do you know who the manager was that set that out? No. Um, I will try and find it. I love that sort of stuff. You know, it's like, have you ever listened to Under the Cosh? And it's like, I've listened to bits of Under the oh, Cosh. Brilliant. I, 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 just, I just love like their lower leagues because it's just full of characters. Brilliant. Cannot whack it. It's really annoying me. It's uh, all right. It's not. A... Oh, there we go. Oh. Uh, Atkins. Somebody Atkins. Nigel Who Atkins? Was the Maybe. It just says Atkins. Okay. Carry on. It's not a necessity. Ian just... Atkins. Ian, Ian Atkins. Atkins. No idea. He used to play for Shrewsbury. And he also played for Sunderland, Everton, Ipswich and Birmingham. Never heard of Ian. Sorry, there you go. Mate. Um, I exclusively played in Britain because he played for Oxford Hearts. We we then sent him to Millwall. He left us for Millwall. Oh, where he played the second <laughs> most amount <laughs> of games the most ferocious fan bases ever known to man. Yeah, exactly. He then went on loan to Exeter and Wickham, then before joining Northampton Town, and then finally he retired in 2016 as he went on loan for five games to Barnet. So there's that. So uh, I was linked to a big European only Scottish club. club. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no I was linked to a big European club before moving to Hearts, but they may have moved field after a trial. Uh, in 2006, well, late 2005, early 2006, he was uh, linked with Marseille. What? <laughs> Ahead of the 05-06 season, Hackett was linked with a surprise move to French giant Olympique de Marseille, but it went no further than a trial. So he had a trial. Marseille? 
And that's this is all five Marseille as well. And you end up with a heart. Yep. Without you don't even get a club. Oh my! Oh no, he was at Oxford. Sorry, we got him from Oxford. So he, so he went on he trial. He could have gone from Oxford United to Marseille. Yeah, that is wild, mental. And then finally, I made over five hundred professional appearances in my career, but Hearts was the team I played for the least because he featured a grand total of one start, one substitute appearance. No wonder, <laughs> no wonder. I've never heard of the book. So what was his John name? Chris Hackett. John, Chris Hackett. John's done us both there. We both say who am I? At least it was fair. In fairness to him, they were both equally hard. Get up, John. <laughs> so, if you have any other who am I's, please do give it to us. Maybe give us somebody who's played five games or <laughs> was alive and playing for us when we were like seven and above and like have memories. But if you just want to give us somebody for the day we were born, that's fine. We'll try and do it anyway. But. Anyway, we hope you have enjoyed this episode at the very least. If you have, please let us know on social media at Pedro Paisley on everything. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you're watching us on YouTube, please leave a like, subscribe and comment. That massively helps us. Pedro Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email as well. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, you can get me uh, mouthing off about Chris Hackett's wild and wonderful career at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, mate? I am at dmckiver22. We'll be back next week to discuss the fallout from the draw that you now all know what happened. Hibs at Hamden in the semi-final. <laughs> uh, the Ross County game and anything else that happens in between. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Come on!